What's up, everybody? My name is Dominic Sekira, and you're listening to Actionable Impact, a podcast that answers questions about impact investing and provides investors, entrepreneurs, and everyone else in the finance community with actionable insights to better navigate the sea of opinions, products, and services offered in sustainable and impact investing. My guest today is Asteria's co-founder and head of research, Natasha Guerta. Natasha has spent her entire career in sustainable investment and is recognized as one of the sector's pioneers. Before joining Asteria, she launched and developed Concert Invest, a consultant and independent asset manager dedicated to sustainable investing. Natasha is also a founding member of Sustainable Finance Geneva. Natasha's experience and vast knowledge in the field of impact investing is at the core of Asteria's mission statement. We are sitting down today to discuss the difference between impact measurement, learn about the different data points available in impact measurement, and finally, Natasha has some tips on how to read an impact report. Hello, Dominique. Thank you for having me. Uh, it was uh, quite uh, quite nice, a very, uh, very easy and mellow uh, two weeks uh, getting together with family and friends. So uh, a very nice break. Oh, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Did you have any snow? Did you do any hobbies? Um, no, most of it was uh, was uh, fixing dinner and uh, cleaning up after dinners. <laughs> full time job, <laughs> full circle. <laughs> Amazing. Well, it's great to have you here. Thanks for taking the time. So the way that we structure this podcast is, is we always do it with a focus on um, the investors. Um, we're trying to make this something that can help people understand um, what is currently going on in the impact investing world. And one of the kind of questions that uh, I get asked a lot um, when communicating with investors um, is, is kind of the difference between reporting on impact and actually measuring impact. Um, for the best of me, um, you know, some people think it's the same thing. Um, I beg to differ. I think that if you go into the granularity of it, it's, it's two different things. But what is, um, maybe you could give a little bit of color as to what an investor should look out for. Sure. I mean, I totally understand there's a lot of um, misleading or misunderstanding, let's put it this way, uh, in terms of the concepts that are out there. Um, even if we get away about impact, ESG and all these uh, acronyms. So I think it's quite interesting to, uh, to really um, try to, uh, to put a couple of lines of, of words of what an investor should be looking at when he looks at an impact report or impact measurement. So I think the first thing we- Basically how to read an impact how report. How to read right? and, uh, and, and how to uh, assess the quality of the reporting. I think that's the that's the most important part because today we have nice colors, we have nice graphs, nice SDGs. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, the uh, the whole idea of impact reporting is is showing what the portfolio actually achieved uh, for the investor that invested in. And I think the first thing to really uh, set uh, clear is there is a huge difference between the impact of an investor and the impact of a company that is in a fund. And I think when we talk about um, uh, impact measurement, it is really what has uh, the company we are invested in achieved in the, in the real world. In terms of uh, um, the impact of an investor, we can think about 
um, access to capital. We can think about engagement. So, so this is something that shows uh, a difference the investor made uh, by the investment uh, uh, gesture. Um, when we talk about impact measurements, we are trying to, to, uh, to uh, define or, or, or state uh, what the activity of the company we invested in, uh, how it contributed to real impacts in the real world. Uh, so these are uh, two, uh, two differences it's uh, uh, quite important to have in mind uh, because a lot of time we talk about uh, impact measurement of a fund, uh, but it's really what are we trying to show? It's the, the, the impact of a company we have invested in. So that's the first, uh, the first point. Um, and uh, in uh, impact reporting, there are, there are different uh, ways to, uh, to assess the, reporting, uh, the impact reporting of a fund. Uh, there's the impact measurement. So what, what is really the outcome we have achieved uh, through our investments, how we can assess these uh, with quantified, uh, verified systematic metrics. Mm -hmm. uh, there's the uh, impact allocation uh, towards what type of uh, themes or impact uh, we have uh, allocated capital to. And then there's the, the, the more let's say, responsible part of the portfolio. And that is referring to the quality, the sustainable quality of the companies in the fund, more referred to as ESG. Right. Okay. So there is it really, you. it's like diving down somewhere and there's a level of depth that you can go to. And you, you said it quite nicely that sort of the first difference to be made is between, I guess, the investment gesture. You said it quite nicely made by by investor um, the intentions there why are they making and why are they choosing that specific company and then the second side of the coin is then really finding out more about the company itself um, and there i guess you're you're saying it correctly you go beyond the kind of operational side which is more esg what's the company doing um, all the way down to the products and technologies. Right? Absolutely. So the, those are really the two main main points of... of, of uh, and so how, you know, really to, to get down to it, how do you read an impact report and are able to, I mean, you have to imagine for investors, there's a lot of impact reports coming out. There's yeah. a lot of ESG, a lot of sustainability reports coming out. Is there any tips that you have, quick fix tips where... You need to well, look out for nothing, one thing and you can throw the impact report out the yeah, window. Yeah, nothing is quick and, uh, and easy, but I think there are a couple of signs um, uh, a reader of an impact report should look at. Um, the first thing is, what is the intention? Is the intention clear? Uh, it should be stated at uh, every introduction of any impact reporting. What are you trying to do uh, with the money you invest in? So that, that has to be really clear. Uh, and uh, very understandable. Um, today, you find different type of impact reporting. You, have, you find impact reporting um, that uh, really sticks uh, to the operationality, as you said, uh, with ESG data. Um, then there are a second type of reports where they try to measure uh, the, uh, the impact, but there they actually um, take three months uh, they go through all the, the reporting of the companies held in portfolio. They try to make sense of uh, the, the, the impact of the activities and they try to aggregate that in the sense of uh, uh, impact reporting for the fund. So that's more a bottom-up approach. 
Um, and uh, what is trying to be done uh, today is really to have a more systematic approach, uh, meaning that we're trying to uh, define what the measurements, the impact measurement is at the activity level. And that provides you a couple of, uh, of uh, sweet spots, meaning that first you get away from uh, impact uh, reporting or, or sustainability reporting with companies. Mm -hmm. So you're not, you're not, um, you're not, uh, um, you don't have to wait for a company to report in a systematic way uh, like the others and your, and your portfolio to make, uh, to make sense of all these figures. Right. And, and it enables you to actually a compare a portfolio with any other portfolio or any any benchmark because you go back to what the activity of the company uh, is uh, is providing as a, as a, um, a positive impact in the real economy but uh, uh, so so these these are um, pretty much what you find today in the market so uh, you have to be careful to uh, to to really understand what the intention of the portfolio manager is or the, the investment uh, company is uh, then the parameter of uh, of the, the the data is it ESG data? Is it impact measurements? How is it gathered? Mm -hmm. um, uh, is it is it something that is systematic, or do they really have to um, depend on what the company is uh, is reporting? And uh, and then the comparability uh, from one uh, company to the other. That's very interesting because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I when you said that um, you know you can either rely on data um, that you produce yourself, you make an, a courageous assessment of the situation, or you sit back, relax, and you say, it's not possible because the companies themselves are not reporting and you have to wait until the company's reporting. So obviously, I think to all our, our, our listeners, it's very clear where, where we sit as a company, um, but how many organizations, investors um, out there, do you think are still using today the, I guess, somewhat age old excuse of saying, hey, as long as the companies don't report on it, I don't have to report on it. And do you think that maybe there's some regulation in play right now or some sort of pressure points which are going to cure that? Because surely we can't rely on companies themselves um, out of their own good nature to report on their activities until we can get full transparency of their activities. Mm. So what is that landscape? I agree. Uh, and, uh, and I think it's a, it's a very bad excuse because data doesn't exist. We are not doing anything. I think we have to be uh, pushing innovation. Uh, and I think uh, what we see, uh, you were mentioning regulation, what we see today coming from the, the, the European Union is really trying to provide some kind of framework based on the activity of the company. So we are going in that direction. The good point of this uh, this regulation is that it's not only for investors, it's going to be for companies as well. And uh, so the uh, European uh, uh, Union is going to be requiring from companies um, that they report very specifically on which activities are positively contributing for the moment only to uh, climate mitigation and climate adaptation, but as well, what, what is their strategy? And there they will be reporting on their CAPEX, on their OPEX. So as an investor, we will be able not only to evaluate what the company is doing uh, um, today, but where uh, the company is heading in the future uh, uh, with their uh, investments, mm -hmm. so so that is going to provide us with uh, with really strong and powerful data to um, to pick uh, the, the the stocks we're looking for as the winner in the climate transition 
uh, race. Um, but this is going to take some time. And I think uh, trying to uh, um, assess systematically uh, today the activities, it's not perfect, but at least it's a direction uh, because I think it's so misleading that uh, a lot of investment companies use ESG data to, to, uh, to provide uh, impact measurements because it's not the same thing. Um, mm -hmm. So let's be clear. I mean, ESG data gives you a very good quality assessment of how the company is dealt or managed, how it deals with its stakeholders, how it deals with some certain risks uh, that can be very material. But um, this is not impact measurement. What we're trying to, 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 to show is by the investments we do, um, what, it, what are the, uh, the, uh, the real outcomes? How can I shift uh, our economic system towards something that is more sustainable? Very interesting, very interesting. So I guess it really comes down to also maybe the, the relationship between ESG reporting, measurement and impact reporting and, and measurement, what the data essentially looks like and how it can be used. You hear a lot um, or s some of the very innovative thinkers in this space, um, us being one of them, have also looked into using impact as an investment factor. Um, not least because the type of data and the way that it's structured and the way that it's produced allows you to a certain extent to also forecast. So there is a clear trajectory um, when you're analyzing the business activities of a company, you're looking at the revenue lines and you're seeing that, let's assume that the data shows that over the past five years, the very highly impactful revenue lines have increased by a certain percentage point year on year. Now, that's a data type which allows you to forecast. It allows you to make a certain, with a certain amount of confidence. And Dries, our, 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 our investment analyst, and also um, in the quantitative field, quite a specialist, will be on a podcast one day as well. But essentially, it, it comes down to that, that you can, one of the data sets you can forecast on with yeah. a certain degree of, of confidence. But ESG and sustainability does not allow you to forecast. Just because um, a company two, three years ago had an ESG rating of triple B and a year later had a double B doesn't mean that it'll be triple A in, in three years. No. So what is your thinking about the type of data, what the data looks like, and this kind of new innovative thinking that you can use impact as an investment factor, just like you used to use or still use um, valuations, yep. quality, and so on. What's your thinking? Yeah, that? absolutely. I mean, impact, uh, uh, um, at least how we see it, um, is, uh, is an information that gives us uh, a very good input in terms of what companies we're looking for. We are looking for companies that uh, provide a product, service, or technology that is going to fulfill one of the challenges we deal with uh, that is uh, in the um, sustainable development goal framework. So that means these are challenges that are we are facing as a society, as an economy, as a world, uh, and uh, we need to find some solutions. So 
providing uh, um, um, uh, an information about the activity and the impactness of the activity of a company uh, provides us a, a good level of confidence that we are um, in uh, in the right uh, in the right spot when uh, when we think about growth. It's also an indicator of you know what are the winners of tomorrow because we need alternatives. We need these type of companies that provide a positive impact. So, um, so it's a very good, uh, a very good uh, prisma, let's say, yeah. uh, to uh, to identify what the uh, the winners of tomorrow are going to be in a right. in a very financial, um, let's say, uh, uh, way of thinking. Yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. But obviously, it does require that you have the data set. Exactly. And, and I mean, this is something I think the whole financial industry can relate to. Um, uh, data, we are in a, in a world of data. We are in a world where the people that uh, uh, will make uh, more sense of uh, what, we, uh, what we have access to are the people that will be able to organize that data, clean it up, and, uh, and try to, uh, to make the best out of it. And, uh, and it's nothing else that is going to happen in the impact world. Um, I think the, uh, the days where you had uh, 10 analysts uh, that uh, look hmm. at uh, 30 uh, companies and, uh, and research their reporting is, uh, is pretty much over. Um, and uh, we were talking about the regulation uh, tomorrow, can you imagine? We have all the companies starting to report uh, on different uh, on different means uh, on these uh, on this information. You will be uh, you will have to uh, have the uh, let's say infrastructure uh, to uh, to gather that data and to uh, to process it and to rely and to to um, to link it to the right company because this is also something very uh, very difficult today. Uh, finding data from different sources and link it to the, the same company. That sounds like a brutal job. How, how, what, what are some of the tools that, that you, you would need to use in order to somewhat manageably or even with a tick of possibility to capture all the data I'm sure you need on the IT side. It's 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 all database driven, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. and that's uh, that's what made uh, also the, the the choice we have to uh, to invest a lot in the in the uh, data structure, data gathering, data management, uh, because this is really the base of how we uh, how we built our frameworks, um, and uh, and having this strong database and. Uh, and this capacity to actually go and find for different information sources uh, puts it in, uh, in, in a very uh, comfortable position uh, yeah. regarding the future. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm also personally convinced that the only way forward really is the data way. Mm -hmm. And um, and to be honest, the, there's already a lot of data out there. If you churn it properly, um, you, you do find things which the markets may be overseen. Um, you do find certain even companies which get a very bad rating on an ESG level. But when you look a little bit deeper, you see that, oh, geez, this is highly impactful products, you know, yeah. air filtration, water filtration systems. And just because they don't produce a gender equality report, they don't have a good ESG rating, things and, like uh, this. And right? because maybe sometimes these are small companies um, um, that uh, are not covered by uh, traditional uh, financial analysts, so they are not in, on the on the radar. 
And I think uh, being able to have this uh, this very uh, holistic view um, of uh, of economic activities out there um, is uh, is a very uh, is a great advantage. Yeah, I completely agree. And I guess we're on it, huh? We're <laughs> if, yes. If, if if you're if if you're going down this route, I guess where would you start? You would think about what can churn efficiently enough data. It would be a model. It would be a quantitative model be written in some kind of script. And I guess that's a topic for, for Dries and myself in the next stage. But. Absolutely. And uh, it's, uh, you know, this, uh, this, this whole space that even if, if we think only about the climate science is something very, that, that moves so fast, the technology moves so fast. Part of it is going to be, um, let's say, um, evolution of technology we already have, but some of it is going to be, it's going to be new technology. So it's going to be new business models, new companies. Mm. It's going to be old companies that have new business lines. Yeah. So you need to have a very structured way to, to assess these, to, to, to capture these, um, these uh, let's say, uh, investment opportunities. Yeah. Is there any room in the future, do you think, for, for qualitative data or... Would, is that going to slide more and more into being opinions? Um, so people that assess things on a qualitative level and open the book, read the read what the CEO said and try to feel into it. What does their instinct tell them? Oh, he's lying or other. Do you, do you think there's even room for that in the future? And I think so... it, it, it all depends on what the investor wants. Um, it, it, it has to fit the investments strategy of the products that is offered. Uh, they are, I'm sure, very, very uh, good investment teams, uh, teams sorry, uh, that uh, rely uh, on uh, their special relationship with the management of companies in certain specific area. I'm thinking maybe of you know, the Swiss market, right. where, where people actually can find maybe some uh, some uh, uh, advantage to, to having a, a very good understanding of the people that are there. I mean, we always say that the, uh, a lot about the success of the company is the management team yes. as well. Yes. So I think there, there, it really depends on what you're looking for as an investor. Um, we have this very systematic, broad, large universe approach. So we had to make some choices and where the qualitative side comes uh, um, in our in our process is really at the start. We define on a very qualitative base, even if it's science based, but it's very qualitative. What type of activity is providing what type of impact, and why we why are we investing in these these companies? Um, and once that's done, we need to find the data that fulfills that framework. Sure, sure. What about what about maybe we have a few a couple more minutes, and then we should be wrapping it up, but. What about an, an I, I mean, you almost would have to go towards an analog and a digital future. Understanding that qualitative things are more analog is having that relationship. And then the digital side, which is the mass data, the big data analysis. Do you, do you think that there's, there's room in the future for strategies which are a mix, um, maybe even partnerships, maybe smaller investment shops focusing on niche areas like for example the swiss market or certain industries those companies then being partnered or supplemented with big data analysis coming from shops like us which are mainly on the quantitative side um, do, do you think that 
could be something in the future where I think it's going to be a mix anyway. Um, now, uh, the, 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 to answer your question, I think there's one point that is very important is the currents. I mean, mixing different ways of addressing uh, um, stock picking uh, mm -hmm. uh, might be a bit dangerous in terms of uh, you know what you end up with because you have to yeah. you have to wait what what is what is the uh, the opinion you want yes. to follow is it the quantitative uh -huh. the, the the fundamental ones yeah um, but I think uh, it can be uh, it can be uh, let's say maybe a layer of uh, uh, investment framework you can put yeah. in place. Uh, but definitely, uh, even in a very quant model like ours, um, there will always be some kind of, uh, um, let's say, more qualitative framework that is going to define uh, what we're looking for. Yeah. The systematic quantitative uh, enables us to actually achieve that goal, but to set the goal, it's going to be it's going to be always um, some qualitative side of it. Okay. So no chance that we will all be replaced by computers anytime soon. Not anytime soon. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you, Natasha, for, for taking the time. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. And um, look forward to maybe doing something like this again in, in half a year's time as the market develops and as questions come in from the investor side. Uh, it would be great to get your input and to get these answers out there. In a, in With great pleasure. Anytime. Thank you so much. Thank and you. Uh, dear listeners, we'll see you in the next uh, podcast, next episode. And uh, hopefully by then we'll have a, a crystal, crystal clear uh, name for the podcast as well. Um, and a clear structure and hosting as well set up. So thanks for sticking around and for the support and see you next time. Bye-bye.